Hello, and welcome back to the Awakening Authenticity Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Jobson. I'm a life coach and community leader living in the Denver area who is passionate about living authentically and in alignment and helping others do the same. Come with me on my journey to discovering my true authentic self. On this podcast, I will share personal experiences, interview guests from all walks of life, and encourage vulnerability in order to connect, create community, and provide opportunity for you to be seen, heard, and valued. Let's awaken our authenticity. I am so excited to be here to talk to you today. Gosh, it's been, it's October 24th today. Um, I believe I released my podcast originally in May of this year, and so it's been about five months since I've popped on and chatted with you, and so much has happened, so much has changed, and I feel more ready than ever to be here and to be sharing my genuinely authentic journey As I touched on in the first few episodes of my podcast, this year has been a huge year for transformation for me, and that only continued to stay true as the year progressed. And the original release of my podcast was very scary, but it was so good, and I felt so just excited to have a platform where I could share my journey and talk to more people about what's going on in my life and to have a bigger impact, I think is the biggest thing. Um, Jay Shetty on one of his podcast episodes, I heard, gosh, probably about a year ago now, he was talking about being a billionaire in the state of, if not monetary, but having the impact on a billion lives. And so you know, that's at least my goal right now is not quite billionaire, but it's a millionaire and touching a million lives, having an impact on a million people. And that really can only happen if I show up and I'm here recording this podcast weekly and connecting with my audience and growing that community. And so I feel fully ready to step into that role. And so I'm back. And I'd love to catch you up on what has been happening in my life and why I got derailed and why I'm back here today recording to, you know, hopefully have progress towards that bigger impact that I really want to have. And so, man, where to start? I know the last episode I recorded was all about boundaries and how to know when you're off track with that. And you know, I think for me, the podcast got, I started to get in my head about providing value and providing tangible tips and having a list of, you know, three to six things at the end of an episode that you could then take those tangible tips and apply them. And I really struggled with feeling like just getting on and talking about my story and who I am was providing value. And that started to feel really unaligned um, because I wasn't trusting my worth and my value. And I was really just thinking, okay, like what can somebody take away from this episode that they can grab, they can write down and then translate into their life today. And I realized how silly that mindset was looking back because 
the amount of connection I could have had with my audience while I'm being vulnerable and open about what I'm going through, you know, was not available to me. You know, I wasn't using that, this platform to really uh, connect. And I think, you know, maybe I just needed some time and space to also process and to get to the root of why I wasn't showing up. And I had an amazing call today with my friend Kelly, uh, Kelly Noble, who is a quantum coach. And she, like through our conversation, I was really able to come down to or figure out the exact issue. And I knew that it had to do with worthiness, um, feeling like I'm worth all of the things that I deserve or that the things that I want in my life, that I'm worthy of that, that I deserve it. And really was able to come up with a reframe that has allowed me to now right off of that call, come on and talk to you and feel confident in the value that I'm about to provide by just speaking about my experience and not even having a script or anything prepared for this episode, aside from the notes that I have from my coaching call. And uh, yeah, so I really want to deep dive into it. And so for those of you who don't know, um, I went through a pretty rough breakup at the beginning of the year. I was dating a woman for about four years. Um, We had recently gotten engaged in December of 2022. Um, We did that on a trip to Nicaragua. Uh, We proposed to each other. We had been through couples therapy and learned how to communicate. And from my understanding, we were in a good place, like a really good place, a, a place that was strong enough to build our rings together to plan this trip to get engaged, um, to plan in proposing to each other. And on this trip, during this engagement, or, you know, during the week that we got engaged, um, we also indulged in some psilocybin mushrooms. And I had asked the psilocybin to help me release anything holding me back in my life. And what I meant or at least in my mind, what I was talking about when I asked the psilocybin to help me release was my psychological addiction to cannabis, the tendency to overeat when I'm indulging in cannabis, the tendency to, um, let's see, just self-sabotage in ways that weren't aligned with me. I was not talking about the woman who I had just asked to marry me. And during that same psilocybin experience, um, my ex-fiance had a very strong experience of having to let me go like she was holding me back in my life. And so we talked it through. I told her, you know, this is why we're engaged. I want you to be my wife. Like, I love you so much. And we, you know, she, you know, also loved me so much and was also having a really hard time. And we came back to the States. The trip was a surprise. Um, Most people close to us really knew that we were getting engaged, but um, her dad specifically, we hadn't told. And a few other people, um, we just just hadn't told yet. So um, came back 
Um, we made our holiday cards with a picture of our dogs that were holding a sign that said, our moms are engaged. Um, we sent those out to family and friends. Um, we had a lot of people reaching out, congratulating us. And my ex was still very much in this mindset of she had to let me go and was very depressed and distraught around this whole concept. And when, after that, so we did um, cacao, psilocybin, and a a sweat lodge as part of this whole experience. And after the cacao and the psilocybin and like a little meditation, I came out of that meditation feeling reborn, like I was remothering myself, like I was able to really let go of any past experiences, take them more from a place of gratitude and really just meet everyone in my life where I'm at with a lot of, where, where they're at with a lot of compassion and understanding. And so I was in a very different energy space than she was. I was feeling like as my best self, I was feeling fully aligned. I was feeling very excited about being engaged and having a future wife and a like a stable future. Also, you know, we were building a house. We were talking about fostering kids you know, I felt like my life was pretty safe and set and uh, continued with about three weeks of her being very sad, being very depressed, spending a lot of time in bed, not really wanting to be around me. And, you know, I'm in this very high vibe, high energy space of like, I really just want to prioritize like my businesses and like get my shit going and not knowing how to show her love and care for her when I was asked to love her from a distance. And I honestly thought that this was something that she needed to work through. I was of course there for her. I offered to go back to couples therapy. I offered for a lot of different scenarios and, you know, three weeks of this went by and we spent Christmas with her family for the first time, um, mostly because of COVID Um, I had gotten COVID over Christmas the year prior. So we were planning on, excuse me, spending Christmas with her family in 2021. um, But that just didn't, didn't work out. And so 2022, first year spending Christmas with her family. Um, So we spent all day Christmas day. We went to her sister's house for New Year's Eve because it was her sister's birthday. We did this whole like vision board activity and spent the night and then the next morning, we went to her older sister's house for a brunch. And the whole time with the family, I felt very disconnected from her and very disconnected from the family dynamic as well. And I was trying really hard to, you know, be myself and also be mindful that her family dynamic is very different than mine. And being sensitive to that. And, you know, there was a speech, like an an engagement toast given to her and I by her father at the Christmas dinner that her and I heard very, very differently. Um, She, you know, finally heard approval of us and our relationship. She heard how proud her dad was of her. And I heard it in a way that made me feel like a joke to their family or to him 
Um, and when we got in the car after this to head back to our house, which was about a 45 minute drive, you know, she got in the car so excited and so happy and so relieved. And I said, you know, I'm really glad that you feel this huge weight lifted off your shoulders of approval from your dad. And, you know, I'm recognizing that. And I also want you to know that I heard that speech very differently for myself. And I felt, you know, I kind of explained to her how I felt and like what kind of brought that on or like why I felt that way specifically. And she got angry at me and was like, I don't understand how you could hear it that way. And like, Long story short, it was just like a big point of contention between the two of us. And I felt in the moment, I did not feel like she was empathetic with me on how it made me feel. I felt like it was more angry because I didn't see it in the way that she saw it without any room for, you know, empathy for for me at all. And so that was very difficult to just be in very different places and hear it very differently. And then as we're on our way back from the older sister's brunch on New Year's Day, um, one of the sisters was in the car and she was making um, a comment about how in her next relationship, you know, the biggest piece of what she wants in a partner is like being able to have deep, meaningful conversations and, and just like always being able to talk to each other. And I looked over at Val and I saw her, basically her heart sink in some form. And I didn't really know how that would resurface. I just noticed in that, with that comment, the way that her sister had an impact on her. And we got back to our house we had planned to do a bar class, I think at 4.30 that afternoon. And it was around one o'clock, I believe at that time. And I asked her what she wanted to do for the day because she had told me like, it's a new year. We're engaged. I really want to spend a day like the day with you and take you on a day date. So I was all for that. Really looking forward to connection and like, being able to to just be with each other because it had been such a struggle since we had gotten home from our engagement trip. And uh, I asked her what she wanted to do. She said she didn't know, um, and she climbed back in bed. So I went downstairs to unpack a couple things from spending the night at her sister's. And I came back upstairs, and she was just bawling and holding her knees and like kind of like this, just like absolutely – unconsolable. And I said, you know, what's going on? Talk to me. And she revealed to me that she couldn't marry me. Um, she said she felt very like she didn't feel safe with me. Like she didn't have a voice with me. Like I was annoying to her, um, that I was, you know, she was annoyed while or annoyed in the morning when she woke up annoyed when she went to bed um she didn't want to be around me she wanted a partner that knows how to read a room and doesn't have to be a part of every conversation 
And for those of you who know me, you know very well that I'm really big on connection and really about talking and conversing. And I do feel like I know how to read a room, but I can understand where she was coming from in that moment. And also, you know, want to preface too that I asked for this feedback. I asked for specific reasons why she couldn't marry me. So I'm sure you're thinking, well, wow, that's really harsh feedback. Um, I've had a lot of people react of like, oh, wow, like it's New Year's Day. She couldn't have told you on the third, Um, you know, all of these things. And I want to be very clear that there is not a bone in my body that has a negative feeling towards her. Um, I would never want anyone to stay in a relationship where they don't feel safe, where they don't feel heard, where they don't feel, you know, important. That is absolutely not my goal at all for any relationship I'm in. And, you know, I encourage you now listening, if there's anyone in your life that has you feeling like this, bring it up, have a conversation, or, you know, don't continue to be in their life. Um, And I fully own that and recognize that, even though that's a really hard thing for me to wrap my head around is that this person I was dating for four years didn't feel safe around me. And didn't feel like she had a voice like. So anyway, um, that's the breakup story. Um, After she told me she couldn't marry me, she ended up leaving that day. Um, Went to stay with her sister and then rent an apartment downtown somewhere. Like I still have no idea where she lives. I don't think she knows where I live. We've had very, very little interaction. Um. And we're not currently in each other's lives. And that is very hard for me. And also, if that is what she wants, I will fully respect that. Um, So if for some reason she's listening to this, you know, I hope you're okay. I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy. And, you know, I wish nothing but the best for you. And I'm telling that story because I feel like it's very important for you as a listener to know what I went through and how I'm working through it in real time. Because that was in January. I originally released my podcast in May. And then I took, you know, five months off in between when I released that podcast to now. And I think. Before, like I was talking about when my podcast didn't feel very aligned and it felt like I was too concerned about the tangible tips, like I feel like that's all stems into a worthiness issue of not feeling worthy of what I desire, worthy of a happy life with a partner. And I think a lot of that comes from the breakup and the way that things ended and the things that were said that I asked for, um, the reasons why she couldn't marry me. And I think I, although it's one person's opinion and I had so many other people telling me that I was worthy, that I deserve it, that, you know, it's okay to desire all the things that I do in my life. 
the person that I thought was going to be my forever person, that was my ride or die, that was going to be the mother of our children, the person I grew old with and really built a life with, like didn't feel like I was worthy of her. And uh, I don't know if I really realized the impact of that until the last few months. And I've been giving myself a lot of grace. I've been doing a lot of healing. I've been doing breath work and therapy and journaling and cold plunging and genuine connection and communication with people and sharing my story. And it really wasn't until today in my coaching session with Kelly that I was able to really deep dive into specifically what worthiness means to me. And I knew that I was struggling with it. I knew that I wasn't feeling worthy. I knew that I had a lot of work to do around that issue. I just really wasn't sure of where to take that information of knowing I was struggling with worthiness to action to help myself heal from that. I was stuck in that for a really long time. And one of my other mentors, Jamie McFadden says, you know, we can sit in the, or we can be in the shit, but let's not sit in it. And I like to add a layer onto that of like, let's not sit in it and play in it because it's important that I went through this period of time to really like deep dive and figure out where that worthiness issue was coming from. And I sat in it with myself for a long time, you know, trying to heal it through journaling, through like the other things I talked about, like meditation and cold plunges and all of that. But it really wasn't until I had a support from someone who is a coach who's trained in, you know, kind of pulling these things out of us, you know, even as a coach myself, you know, there was a part of me even admitted on the call with Kelly of like, I feel really silly as a coach that I had to, you know, have a coach to help me through this. But that's what why we do what we do. And the the biggest takeaway from today is that the work that I do and that all coaches do is so powerful. Because, you know, what I learned on this call today is that I tie my worthiness to my financial situation. And the fact that I'm learning how to be a dual entrepreneur and create consistent income for myself has not been the easiest journey for me. And when I'm in flow, when I feel worthy and I feel good, money comes easily to me. The things that I want to do in my life show up. The people I want in my life show up. And it's when I'm in this uncertainty of my worthiness, the gray, I would say, of I don't fully comprehend what I want and how to get that. Um, I, I get lost in the oh, well, I want money and money is bad or, you know, all these other limiting beliefs were coming up and had to like address those as they came up. But 
what I figured out today is that being enough for me was being financially secure and able to do what I want. And that means working 20 to 30 hours a week, being able to have a lot of time and space during my work week to connect with people one-on-one, to hold space for people, to, you know, be able to take care of my, my physical health and my mental health and be a dual business owner. But it was really stuck on that financial component of money. And so as I'm talking with Kelly about this worthiness issue, you know, it was being mirrored back to me that I'm doing a lot of the things that I defined as being enough. And so why do I still feel unworthy? And why do I still feel like I'm not enough? And it's because I had such a deep tie to my financial situation that it was kind of honestly setting me up for failure because I was so concerned and worried about the financial aspect that it was kind of putting me in this lack or scarcity mindset and then wondering why money isn't coming to me. Well, it's because I'm not, I'm not living an aligned life of focusing on energy and not monetary currency. And so the reframe that I was able to come up with with Kelly's support was that instead of looking at my financial situation, like the money I have in the bank, it's all about the energy that I have in the bank and that energy is my most valuable asset. And the fact that I am one of those people that have – I have a lot of people coming up to me saying, I love your energy. It's so infectious. It's contagious. Like your laugh, your smile. Like I just want to be around you because your energy is so good. Like that makes me feel like the richest woman in the world. That my energy is is something that people want, that they crave to have for themselves, that very authentic, genuine I don't give a fuck what people think of me energy like that is very desired in this current state of the world. And if I can figure out how to reframe that my success is based on energy and not finances, like checking in on my energetic bank account is my interaction with someone going to have a return on investment are the people in my life also depositing into my energetic bank account or are they the ones that keep taking and taking from it? And the fact that I want to be a millionaire in impact and touch a million lives, impact and inspire a million people, how can I get my energy to the point where it's, at that level of being a millionaire and, and having that impact. And that's really what called me to get back on the podcast today to share that. 
and to be finally able to share the vulnerable story of my breakup because at first I did not want the fact that my fiance left me to be a part of my story. And now I realize how important that piece of my story is to show me what's important in my life and to bring in a lot of the connections and relationships that I was craving. Like I've been able to connect with and be mentored by absolutely phenomenal women in the last nine months that I don't know if that would have been possible with the current relationship that I was in. The fact that she gave me such a big gift that day when she said she couldn't marry me has been a very hard thing to wrap my head around and to admit and now to record and put out into the universe where anyone could hear it. That was really holding me back for a long time. And now knowing that my energy is my currency and that this platform is a way for me to have a bigger impact and to put bigger deposits in that energetic bank account, it feels really good and motivates me to show up every week and talk about what's on my heart, talk about what's going on in my life. Because I know if one person, if, if, if you listening can find any value in anything I'm saying, connect with one comment out of the entire now 29 minutes of podcast, like that makes it all worth it for me. That brings up my energetic bank account that shows me that I'm on that path of becoming a millionaire by impact. And so I want to thank you for being here, for supporting me, for listening to this podcast, whether this is the first time you're finding it. If you're somebody that was listening before when I had a few episodes in May, thank you for being here and for supporting me in this journey and If anything I said resonated with you today, I ask that you please share it on social media and tag me. I'm most active on Instagram, and my handle there is at Authentic Alley, A-L-Y Coaching. I will drop this in the show notes. I will also drop um, the community that I run. It's called the Beauty Boost Denver. We're a community for women to feel empowered, healthy, and beautiful. So if you are identify as female, and you're looking for a community that's supportive, that encourages you to be your authentic self, that has really fun events and uh, opportunities to connect with like-minded women, um, you can follow me there at thebeautyboost underscore Denver. That will also go in the show notes. And I am so looking forward to reconnecting and being back on this platform every week and just coming on and sharing what's on my heart. But if there's anything that you have on your mind for an episode, please reach out to me. I always am happy to answer any DMs and I really look forward to sharing this space with you more as time goes on and just thank you so much for being here.